welcome back to the Reform Perspective. My name is Dan. And I'm Marcellus. And we are happy that you have joined us again. It has been a while. It, it is, has. Has it been like almost, it's, it's just like six weeks. At least weeks. six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm sure... I'm sure the three people that listen to this podcast are one. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that the people who are listening to this podcast are wondering, uh, you know, why we haven't had an episode in a while. And hopefully you'll uh, see the new episode and, and listen. Um, but we had a little bit of a break uh, in recording uh, because uh, Marcellus, unfortunately, uh, got COVID-19. I caught the vid, y'all. He caught, he caught the COVID. Um <laughs> And it was it was actually a few days after we recorded the last one that last episode, so it was you know a little a little scary for a little bit. It was. But uh, I'll let you talk about it because yeah. I didn't experience it. Yeah, but I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, no, I caught I caught the vid nineteen. It's real. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't I don't look. First of all, let me just say thank God. You know, praise God. Um, you know, I I I had it. Um. I, I can't necessarily confirm how I had it, but I had it and I knew I had it not because I never lost breath or anything of that nature. So it was probably last week of October it had to be right. Yeah. Last yeah. Week of October. It was last week. October. Okay. So yeah. last, last week of October, maybe a week after we, we, uh, recorded our, our last, um, yeah. Cause I episode. think you, I think you said you tested positive on a Wednesday, right? Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday. It was the 29th was the date of my okay. test. Uh, yeah. So I was yeah. in Chicago yeah. and I was texting you. Yeah. And you were like, hey, man. And I forgot you went to like, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. 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 You were like, I've, I've been feeling kind of weird. I've yeah. been having some symptoms yeah. and I'm not sure yet. And right. So, you know, we were praying for you, but yeah. you didn't take a test. Right. Until was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was either Wednesday or Thursday because I would think I was texting you on that Monday. You were, yeah, yeah. and and you were hitting me back. You're like, I'm in Chicago. I'm like, oh yeah, man, I forgot. You know, uh, you know, I have a safe trip and all that good stuff, yeah. and see you when you get back. Um, but I had started feeling not well probably either that Friday night or that Saturday before. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I went, got the test, and and the way that I knew that I had it is, you know, I walked outside. And, you know, any of you listeners out there, if you guys have ever mixed any type of cleaning agent with bleach, you don't forget that smell. No, it, it's like a burning. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm not telling you to do it. Don't try this at home. But if you mix cleaning anything that cleans, you know, uh, like ammonia or um, even like um, dishwasher, um, you know, like uh, dish detergent right. with bleach, it just has this really distinct smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I went outside. I went to go get in my car. My nose started burning. I smelled that bleachy dishwasher detergent smell and then nothing couldn't smell anything. I was like, Oh, I got the vid. I knew right then I didn't need a test or (laughs) or, or anything. I was like, I got, I got, I got that Rona. Wow. You know, I just, I just, I knew it. Um, but it started off. It just, it just felt like a head cold. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't, I I never had shortness of breath. I I didn't have a cough. Um, or anything. It was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I struggled to get comfortable, but anyway, you know, long story short, uh, that's why we had to, we had to take a pause. Um, wanted to make sure everybody was safe and, and okay. And, you know, it's long, it's cleared out of my system. Um, you know, I'm, I'm back, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm feeling really good, good. uh, really, really good. And, uh, hopefully I've got some antibodies and, you know, and I'm safe yeah. uh, from getting it again for God knows how long, but you know, hopefully, you know, there'll be a vaccine. Forever. They got soon. vaccines and stuff yeah, in the works. So, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, we had to take a break. But uh, God is good, and and we're we're back. So hand clap for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, yeah, God is good. Yeah. So I mean, it was definitely uh, you know a little scary because we we weren't sure how it was going to affect you. It affects people differently, and yeah, and I was worried about you guys too because you know yeah. anybody I, have, I was in close contact with, I called them up or texted yeah. them and just said, "Hey, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I would never do this on purpose, but yeah, I got that Rona." Yeah, and we appreciate it. Honestly, yeah. we do, and um, we, we felt pretty comfortable knowing that it had been a few days, mm-hmm. three or four days in between the time that we had seen each other. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I feel pretty good about this. His, his symptoms probably would have, mm-hmm. you know, developed unless mm-hmm. you had gotten it that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't develop anything. Um, good. We recently got tested because we uh, went to uh, my in-laws, Shelby's parents uh, for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and everyone got tested just to make sure Everyone was good. Um, you know, Shelby's uh, stepdad, he has cancer and he's mm-hmm. going through treatment yeah, and stuff. So we have to be really careful. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we got tested then. I got tested before. I think I told you this is maybe back in September mm-hmm. when I had like a, a little bit of a cold last a couple of days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but any type of cough, it was like, oh, God, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, For like I, the last year, anytime yeah. you have like a little itch <laughs> yeah. in your throat, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know sneezing in public is scary. Oh, yeah. People, yeah. People look at you like you got the plague. Oh, they're going to spray you with the rough. Lysol directly in it's your face. Rough. Yeah, this is bad. You try to hold in a sneeze, man. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, we, we were good and uh, everything was fine. We were glad to see that you're doing well and um, that the family's doing well. Yep. And um, luckily, everything cleared up. Yep. So you could, you know, to experience Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving is kind of weird this year. It's not the yeah. same. You're not traveling and seeing family and yeah. doing all those things. I know for everybody, Thanksgiving was different. It was a little different um, this year. Yeah. Yeah. We were lucky to be able to, um, you know, spend some time with some, uh, you know, somewhat of a, Shelby's immediate family mm-hmm. um, and all the kids and mm-hmm. they were running around having a good time and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it, it felt, felt like Thanksgiving, but um, you know, good. Christmas, we'll see how that goes. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just no friends giving this year. Yeah, there was just some, there was a lot of I different know. changes. You know, we had we had you guys had hosted a, a great friendsgiving. That was uh, the first one year. too. Oh, it was. You awesome. know how bad it feels. To we be had like, all, you know, it was quite a few yeah. people too. You know, yeah. it was fun. Oh, there was a bunch of people here. Yeah. It, it just feels bad to be like we're going to start this new tra- tradition. I think I even said it last year when yeah. we when we sat down the prey. I was like, guys, we're going to make this a, a tradition. We're going to do it every year, and then it was like boom, COVID. We're like, yeah. Yeah, sorry, no friends getting yeah. this year. So. You're not our friends anymore. Yeah, hopefully yeah, no. <laughs> next year. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of yeah. hard when you yeah. you know that wasn't just a, like that, that. that wasn't just a weird way to just not invite the people that you didn't want to come back. From last <laughs> no, I wanted everybody just, to be yeah, here. You I know, know that. I know you, did. <laughs> you know that. I actually, uh, I I enjoyed uh, cooking for yeah. Thanksgiving. I, I didn't think I would because yeah. every year growing up, I'd watch my mom uh, cook the day of, and she just looked like devastated you know and stressed out mm. even though she'll tell you that she loves doing it and it's yeah. no big deal but i just saw it as like this massive you know mm-hmm. it takes forever and there's so much you have to cook and it's time consuming and you got to get it right and yeah. the turkey you don't want it to like uh on a on a christmas story and i'm mm. sorry christmas vacation uh, where they he stabs yeah. a turkey and yeah. it just they, the steam just <laughs> puffs out. Well, Christmas story is bad too, and the dogs ate it too. So I mean, just lots of possibilities of of failure. Uh, so I was intimidated last year when I decided to cook a turkey and stuffing and mm. a bunch of stuff and 
never done it before. Yeah. And it, it turned out great. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, all right, I can do this, yeah. you know, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. So hopefully by next year, things yeah. will be in a better position. Yeah. I, I hope, I don't know. We'll see how things yeah. go. Yeah. With hopefully COVID is ruining lots of things like my Ravens. Mm. We had garbage truck drivers playing as tight end and, Mm. <clears throat> no, just kidding. They're, yeah. they're real tight ends, but <laughs> practice squad, pretty much tight ends. And it, it was, uh, it was rough. We still almost beat the undefeated Steelers and their amazing defense. We still it almost did. won. Yeah. <laughs> I my, mean, my Browns are looking pretty good. Oh yeah. Because I'm, of that. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you still would have been fine even if we won. Honestly, I think the Browns will be in the playoffs. And the Ravens will be at home. So, oh man, good for them. You <laughs> know, after the season they had last year, you wouldn't. This look twenty twenty. Let's let's. It's we're just unofficial. I just want to pretend this year didn't book. happen. Yeah. Can we do that? We can do. We can definitely do that. <laughs> can somebody tell the Steelers. Just kidding. There's no Super Bowl. We're just yeah. gonna pretend. We're just gonna. We, yeah. Just let, kidding. Let's just do like, that. Let's hop in the look, way back. And, honestly, uh, the the Steelers like. I, I don't like you because we're rivals and mm. I really don't like the Steelers. But at the end of the day, you got to get past the Chiefs and nobody's getting past the Chiefs. Mm. They're they're playing with cheat codes or something, man. Yeah. Like, forget about it. Just enjoy your season. Just yeah. like the Ravens enjoyed their great season last year. Yeah. It will come to an end and, you know, we'll yeah. be there for you. Yeah. And then we can just move on and have yeah. hopefully a regular season after that, too. So hopefully all that goes well. But. Yeah, um, man. So it's been a while. Um, it's been a while, and we haven't we actually haven't seen each other face to face since then too, mm-hmm. uh, just to be safe. And um, you know, Shelby is is very much about cleaning the house and cleanliness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yep. Um, staying away from people. So mm-hmm. we've this house has been sanitized so yeah. many times. It's yeah. it's super clean, guys. Yeah. Uh, and that's just kind of how we live our life these As days. It should be. Yeah, but you know, we we caught up a little bit before we hit record, which we just we were talking about this. We should just hit record every time because I apologize, you guys are missing. I some, still feel some like our stuff. best conversations are never recorded. I know. I feel bad for even people. though one <laughs> of the reasons why we started this was because it's like, man, people probably need to, you know, know, they could be a fly on the wall when we just talk, you know, just as brothers. They, you know, it's good stuff. It's it's but, our own yeah. fault. We know this, but we still <laughs> we still yeah. We were like, yeah, let's just sit down and catch up. And I'm like, wait, I didn't hit that red button. Uh, Oops. So now we're going to, you know, just try to remember what we said, I guess. And it'll come naturally. But, um, you know, we we were talking um, about um, a lot of topics that evolve around, um, revolve around racism and revolve around uh, social justice and all those types of things. And, um, in a future episode, we decide in a future episode, mm-hmm. we're going to really dive into uh, critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because uh, I wanted to spend some time catching up and talking more organically mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Um, and then also because it's it's a pretty big topic that we want to unpack. So um, I, I want to do it justice by being able to yeah, devote some more time to it yeah. for sure. Um, but to kind of you know, set that up, you and I were talking, uh, about having empathy with people, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, with critical race theory and a lot of social justice issues, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, a lot of the terminologies and the, th- the theologies were uh, theories, not theology, the theories surrounding 
um, you know, our world and our culture and why things are the way they are and, mm-hmm. you know, why the, why these things are happening. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of people reject these things and these truths and these beliefs. Um, and I think they reject them not because they're bad people, mm-hmm. but just because they don't know how to empathize with people. Mm. I, I think a lot of people get empathy and compassion confused with each other. You know, they can sure. hear, yeah. I can hear your, your story and your truths. And we've talked about it mm-hmm. many times on here and not on the podcast. And um, I can choose to have compassion for you mm-hmm. and I can choose to feel sorry for you or have pity if I want to, right. or even say that I understand and that experience sucks. And like, I'm sorry, right? but it's completely different for me to have empathy with you. Mm. It's like to have empathy with someone, you need to put yourself in their position, right? You need to think about what if I was going through those things? What if mm-hmm. I was dealing with those things? What mm-hmm. if I experienced those things? Mm-hmm. How would I react? How would I feel? And I think if you're honest with yourself, it wouldn't be good. Mm. And if you can honestly put yourself in someone else's shoes and hear what their experiences, what they've been through and hear how these things that are happening in our world today really affect them more than just they affect me as a white man because I see it and I'm like, yeah, that's wrong, but actually feel it, not just understand it, but feel it. That's a completely different thing. And I think that's why a lot of people reject these things. Hmm. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I'm I'm starting to wonder if people that have a challenge with having empathy feel that the people that they can't have empathy for deserve to be loved by God. And the reason why I say that is because I think one of the and I'm look, I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything like that. What I'm but I am going to say that I I do in many cases have a bleeding heart. Yeah. You know, like I I I genuinely feel um, some sort of way if I read a story about, you know, somebody's hardships or somebody being hurt or loss of life and yeah. uh, or, you know, somebody in an unfair situation or, you know, just whatever. I, I genuinely and authentically feel that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why I feel that is because I know um, my own story, but yet I still feel the love of God. So I, I still feel like God loves me. You know what I mean? And I, I feel that he's forgiven me. Yeah. And because he loves me and he forgives me, I feel like I'm still that person that I'm having the empathy for. Yeah. Because okay. you, you understand you what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like God had empathy on me. Right. I didn't deserve it, but he chose to love me even yeah. in, in, in that situation. So it's almost kind of like, well, if I if I if if I receive God's love, if I receive the love from him that I didn't deserve, but I failed to turn around and give it to somebody else, it's probably because I don't identify with them. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can relate to that. Um, one example I'll give, and maybe it's a bad example, but like, uh, I cry a lot during movies mm. and TV shows. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if, if it's Did you cry when Tony Stark died? Oh, pff, did I cry? Yeah. Man, I needed like a whole box of tissues. When yeah, Tony I mean, Stark I, died. Think, like, I think like one of the salt... The salt from the popcorn got in my eye right around that same time. So, I mean, you know. You got a little dog hair in your eye. Yeah, it was was something. It was something. Look, man, that was devastating. Mm. Truly. It was devastating. Uh, And we're talking about a fictional person here. I mean, (laughs) trust me. But... But I've, I've, there's been so many movies I've watched and TV shows. If it's something that is like, um, 
that I feel is authentic mm-hmm. and that's relatable, mm-hmm. not relatable in the sense of like, Oh, I've gone through that. But like in, as a human being, what this person is going through and experiencing, I can relate to that because I'm a human being mm-hmm. and I'm just as close to experiencing mm-hmm. that as well. Mm. That type of empathy, I, that's always been something yeah. that I've been able to feel. And I've always, as a man, it feels weird to feel that way. Cause you're like, Oh, I can't cry. I yeah. can't. You know, only I'm a waterhead. I'm yeah. a waterhead. I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I don't cry. Right. There's so many things that that pull on my heartstrings, yeah. and and I'm okay with yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, sure. For for me, that lets me know I'm human. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm like, no, I'm human. Like, <laughs> yeah. if that happened, dude, I'd be bawling. Right. I, yeah. You know, I, and so yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in tune with that. I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm good with that. Plus, we don't have anybody to you know try to. Uh, impress anyways right we are married I, we married up yeah and then definitely we, we married have, up you have four awesome kids i have Thanks. one awesome kid and yeah. i'm like i'm, I'm good, good. Like, oh yeah i'm good <laughs> my yeah. family's awesome i don't need to impress anybody totally. so i'm gonna sit here and cry exactly i might be like uh andy from the office i can't do just sit here and cry yeah <laughs> i will do it i will do it i don't even care but yeah I, I've, I've always been able to uh allow myself to feel that but i have to wonder if if, if everyone has uh, that tool, I don't even know. Do you think that has to be taught though? I don't think so. You don't, you don't think empathy has to be taught or, or well, you have to be given the permission. Like somebody has to say early on in your youth or your childhood. Uh, so either, yeah. either, either somebody, I don't, I'm starting to think like, I do at, think it has to do. Yeah. With does somebody have to I give do. you permission to have you? Cause you know, there some people probably come from that ideology, and I even heard it. Yeah, is boys don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. you know, walk it off. Right, you know, you Rub know, my my femurs it. hanging out of my, you know, it's broken yeah. the skin. It's yeah. a, it's a broken bone. It's like yeah. oh oh no, go get some ginger ale. You're good. You know, like that <laughs> sort of up, get up and walk. Yeah, you okay. know, like so at so like, and 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 I get that because you know on one part. Because as as a as a father of four children, I have to have this balance between being firm but fair and tough but tender. Yeah. Especially having three daughters, um, but you, I think from our the relationships of attachment that we have early in our lives, yeah, I think play a big part yeah. in our ability to show compassion and have empathy. And I think somebody at some point has to give you permission to do that early on yeah. or you have to have an event happen in your life like true repentance coming to Christ and really your knees buckle under the weight of understanding what it means to be saved. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. At first I was, I was thinking like, no, this has to be a natural thing to have empathy, but really, truly it depends on how you were raised, I guess. I mean, if you were raised that you're not supposed to show certain emotions, then why would you open up your heart to something that might not necessarily come naturally to you mm. at, at naturally in the sense of like anger mm-hmm. and sadness come naturally, like almost without control, mm. you know, you can control it, you know, mm. but like, you're going to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like something's going to make you sad. And mm-hmm. Yeah, as a man, you're told to not cry, hold back your tears. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're only allowed to cry at like funerals or mm-hmm. something, you know. But like, 
you're told to suppress emotions. You're told that you're not allowed to have certain emotions. Right. And if you do, you're a little girl. Right. right. I mean, that's what I was, right. I was taught your that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily uh, from my father, dad, if you're listening to this, I'm not calling you out for that. It was mostly my friends telling me that I was a little girl. Right. So, and they weren't, they weren't very good <laughs> yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are things, but I, I think that that's, I think that's a problem in our society. And I know, uh, there's all kinds of theories that surround that as well, like toxic masculinity and stuff mm-hmm. like that too. So, For sure. um, I do think that's an issue in our society because if we're taught to never have certain emotions, then the times where we do mm-hmm. need to, mm-hmm. um, for the sake of humanity, for mm-hmm. the sake of my brother next mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. uh, we don't mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're taught to never have them so that we're, we're not used to having these emotions. We're not in tune with ourselves to be able to have these emotions, but, um, I'm really glad that I don't struggle with that. Like truly. Um, and I, I have, I have a lot to learn. Like, I, trust me, I don't have it all together. Yeah. Um, but, um, I do, I just think there's a huge difference. And I think when it comes from, uh, more of a, a group or institutionally, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, um, in, in what I've seen, uh, it is a struggle to have empathy Um, Mm. and it's mirrored with compassion and it's understanding just to understand, but not to really put yourself in that person's shoes, Mm. you know? So I'm curious, um, we, we, we talked about, we talked about Walmart for one, um, cause we, we talked about before, Wally World, World, yeah, everybody knows Walmart. Um, we talked about before we talked about, uh, white privilege, Mm. um, and we talked about Walmart and Mm -hmm. how you and I could walk into Walmart mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. like walk in the same mm-hmm. door at the mm-hmm. same time, go different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm going to get some bread. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, you know, going to buy a movie or something, you know, right. we go to different areas of the Walmart, different, you know, places we could be walking out of Walmart right. at the same time. Right. And, and I've experienced this. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, they might ask to see your receipt. Right. But tell me, Oh, you're good. Have a good night, sir. Right. And I, I've experienced this. This right. has happened. I was at Walmart. I had more things in mm-hmm. my cart um, than this black gentleman behind me did. Mm-hmm. And they asked to see his receipt. Uh, they didn't ask to see mine. So I actually stopped and said, wait, oh, yeah, do you need to see right. my receipt? Because I thought, like, maybe right. I just didn't hear right. it. Like, maybe maybe yeah. I messed up. Yeah. I didn't follow the rules. Right. Like, no, no, you're good. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. And I started to think about that. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. You know? But um, I'm curious. Have you experienced that? Like, is... Is that a normal thing, especially here? Because we talk about this a lot. If you don't know Sykesville, we're in Carroll County, which mm. um, is predominantly white. Um, we're out here in the country, yeah. farmland, basically, yeah. pretty much. Um, and uh, so uh, you are certainly a minority out here. Mm-hmm. So have you experienced that, especially in this area or other areas yeah. as well? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, had, I definitely have. But let me say this. I mean, I can't say that I've necessarily ex- – I haven't experienced it from um, – from from Eldersburg or Sykesville, you know what I mean. Gotcha. So let me let me just let me just say that. Um, and I would say, I think if I have experienced it, I have, by the grace of God, at least learned how to identify that that person that I felt like I experienced it from. I don't lump them into the into the one group. Like, oh, you right. know, like you know what yeah. I mean. But um, with that said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I have experienced that. I mean, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, um, Mm -hmm. and I've experienced it in Cleveland. Um, but it didn't, it, I'll say this too. It didn't have the same punch until I came to Maryland. (laughs) 
That's not good. <laughs> no. no. It, I, I mean, I, I've experienced it in Cleveland, but it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it. It was almost like, but there was kind of like this bubble of safety around me there because at least that was the city that I was from. Gotcha. You know what okay. I mean? I had lived there. My, yeah. You know, I had two kids at the time. You know, I was married and, and you know, I was sharing the story with you about how, um, you know, I was recently saved and I had a, I had a Lincoln LS, which is, it was a decent car for the, yeah. for, you know, the time that I had, it was this, mm-hmm. now this was 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was still a very nice car. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, at, and, uh, I, I had the sunroof open. It was hot summer day, had the sunroof open, had my windows down. I had, uh, my hat on, you know, to the back. Um, you know, I was younger, you know, then at the, at the time I still had earrings in, but I was, I was a, I was a Christ, um, centered or I was a believer in Christ. Like I was a Christian at that time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just remember, you know, driving down the street and, um, I had my music up very loud. You know, I still like to listen to my music very loud. And, uh, I was, I got pulled over because my, in the words of the, the officer, the, the, my system was too loud. And he asked me if I had an aftermarket system. No, I didn't. It was a Bose system because it was a luxury car. Right. Yeah, it's Lincoln. Um, it, so, uh, but my music was too loud. The irony with that was when I was driving down the street listening to, you know, NWA, right. I didn't get pulled over. Yeah. You know, when I was driving down the street listening to, you know, whatever I was listening to, right. I, didn't, I didn't get pulled over with my music. I was, I happened to at that point be listening to Lecrae, which is a Christian <laughs> artist. Yeah. And I got pulled over and I got pulled over because of the type of car that I was in and the neighborhood that I was in. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yes, I have experienced things like that. And I think the issue with that is, um, is that everybody doesn't necessarily have that experience. Right. Because, yeah. The reason why I got pulled over was not because my music was too loud. It was because that was the initial reason to get you pulled over. But let me see if there's marijuana, uh, marijuana smell coming from the car. Or let me see if you got some tickets or some warrants or Mm -hmm. because, you know, what happened in that conversation is, you know, the officer was like, look, there's a drug dealer that, that has the same car in this neighborhood and it's, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you better be careful. Yeah. And you know, I went on about my day, but as you guys can see, I mean, that stuck with me 10, 12 years later and I'm of thinking, course. wow, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I stand out for just having a certain type of car mm. or having my hat on or having earrings. You know what I mean? Cause I look like a cookie cutter drug dealer because, because I'm black. Yeah. And that's so messed up. It's, and I still feel like that now in, you know, especially living where we live now. Yeah. I'm very conscious of that. Yeah. Um, nobody that lives here that listens to this podcast, please don't get offended. I'm telling you my experience. Right. Right. Um, but there's not a second of any day that I'm not aware of a black, that I'm a black man in America. Mm-hmm. I didn't put that tag on myself. That was something that was handed to me. I'm not saying that any individual did that. But that's just the climate of where we live at, you know, um, in America. You know, that's just the climate, you know, that we came up in. So I'm very cautious. Um, there's some days where it's like, I don't I don't care. 
I've got tattoos on both arms. I don't care if I want to wear my baseball, you know, cap to the back. I don't care if I want to wear my Michael Jordan shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and shorts. And some days I don't care. It's just like, I'm, look, I'm going to Walmart. If you want to look at me and think I'm from the hood or from over the bridge, right. fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then there's other days where I'm like, no, you know, dude, put on those put on those dockers. You know, I mean, put your loafers <laughs> on. You know, you got to, you, you know, don't. Don't give anybody per- permission to to look mm-hmm. at you as if you're somebody from Randallstown, right? Or or from inner city Baltimore, you know, because that's where they're going to assume that you're from anyway. And it's like, no, I live in, I live here, right where you live. I pay taxes here. My right. children go to school here. Yeah. I've been a pastor here. <laughs> yeah, which a lot of people don't know. You wouldn't look at me and say, and I love that. Yeah. I love Dan. When I tell you, I love that. I love that. I love that people can't look at me and say, man, he's clergy. Mm. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather me just be me. Yeah. You know, and just love the Lord, you know, because well, this is who you made me to yeah, be. Yeah. And also it's just another way for people to treat you a certain way. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like why have another reason for that? You know yeah. what I mean? So I get that. Right. I, um, I, I seriously can't, I can't relate to the feeling of not being able to wear whatever I want, you know, just because of what it might look like, mm. you know, the, the biggest struggle that I have is how does this shirt make me look <laughs> like, is this shirt a little tight these days? I, I, too much I look, I go through that too. You know? So I got doubly, but I'm just saying, yeah, I'm sorry. It sucks. <laughs> I, but I'm just saying like, that's, that's the struggle that I have. Or like, uh, is this shirt a little wrinkly or something, you know, but yeah. I, I don't have to worry about just wanting to be myself and, right. and just dress in what I like the style that I want to, yeah. to dress. I mean, that's, and can I say this too? I don't, I don't have the victim mentality behind all of this. So nobody think oh, yeah. that I'm going around feeling sorry for myself. I'm just telling you that that's just the, the reality of, of how it is. Yeah. And I asked you, so no, you they did. Can, they could be mad if they want. Yeah. No, be mad but, you know, me, there's, cause... you know, listen, I know there's going to be some people that are like, Oh, you know, here, you know, kind of here, here we go again. You know, I'm tired of, you know, talking about this and tired of, you know, hearing about, you know, um, but I don't get to turn that off. No, you don't. I don't get to turn that off. So, you know, this is, you know, so for anybody that's thinking, well, I'm tired of hearing about this. Imagine feeling tired of living like this. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. This is, this is the purpose uh, of this podcast. We were talking about it, uh, before we hit record. Um, in the sense that we, we really feel like we are supposed to do this podcast we do. Um, because we, we feel like these conversations need to happen mm-hmm. and happen often, right? Not just a one-time thing. So you can check the box and say, I'm a good person because mm-hmm. I had one conversation, you know, right. um, the, these conversations need to happen often. Um, people need to, in order to have empathy, you have to sit down with someone, imagine being in their shoes mm-hmm put yourself there mm. and then walk alongside them. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just about the previous experiences for you. These are everyday things. Mm-hmm. These are things you experience, even though you don't want to, mm. you walk out the door and that's what you have to face. Mm-hmm. And so I, I choose as your friend mm. to walk alongside you in that. Mm. And, and part of that is to have this podcast. Yeah. And part of that is to have this experience as we record, because we were talking about this being a, a very therapeutic thing. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing, Definitely. like when you have these conversations, it can be therapeutic because there's things that you may not say or can't find the words to say, or never see yourself in a situation where you should mm-hmm. say something. Right. But a conversation like this allows you to do that because 
you, to really see change in the world, it has to start somewhere. Mm. And there, there are things that people just don't want to talk about, yeah. right? They, they don't want to talk about it. That's, uh, that's, that's a, you know, tough su- subject. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about that. I feel a certain way about that. So I don't want to get into that, but look, if you don't have these conversations about real issues going mm-hmm. on, and it's not just issues, this is these are people's lives we're talking about, right? If you don't have these conversations, then change doesn't happen. Like transformative change will not happen unless yeah. you do it, unless you do the work. Yeah. And, and this is part of the work, but it's not really work for us. Like for you and I, mm-hmm. we're friends. And, yeah. and before this podcast, we would literally just sit and talk for, for hours. hours, and it was just yeah. natural. Right. But, you know, we're And hoping, that's why this podcast isn't forced, because we've been yes. doing this for years already. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and we're just hoping that that people can um, can can do this as well. Can yeah. say, look, I, I want to do this as well. And I'm not. And look, if I'm just going to say this, if if you're a white person, you listen to this. I'm not telling you to go and try to find a black person and force a conversation. I'm not telling you to do that. In fact, I would say, please don't. Yes, because that's weird. Because it's not going to be. <laughs> it's not going to be authentic. But if you no. have, but if you do have friends, you know. Yeah. Um, what I would say is at least be open to, um, uh, you know, allowing your, fr- give your friends permission to be themselves. Yes. I'll just, I'll, and I'll just leave it at that. Unpack that how you will unwrap it, how you will give black, white, red, brown, whoever, give your friends permission to be them. If they're your friends, guys, please don't impose whether directly or indirectly, don't make people that come into your circle feel like they have to be somebody else for you to be comfortable. Mm. Let them talk about what they want to talk about. Let them feel the emotions that they want to feel or need to feel. Let them process how they want to process. That's what love is. Listen, you haven't loved unless you've extended what you call love to the people you disagree with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's also an issue if if all of your friends look, talked, and act the same way as you, you might want to reevaluate how you're, you're living, living a living your life. life. Yeah, because for so many reasons, but for one, you're never going to challenge yourself mm. if if everyone looks and talks and acts the same way that you do. You're never going to see the marginalized if everyone is some people is in the to. same bubble, right? Because then then all of life's experience are contained within that bubble and my close group of friends, anything outside of that isn't real. Mm. You know, they're just manipulating or mm. they're, that's just the way they see it. It's not real. It's not reality, man. I, you got to challenge yourself. Jesus, he didn't hang out with the Pharisees, right? Right. He didn't hang out with the teachers, you know, even though he was on this level right. that he could, right? like he, he was on a whole different Because well, they thought they knew it all. Right. He was talking to the people that was like, look, I, I, I don't know what's up. Yeah. Teach me. Yeah. yeah. But also it was the people that, you know, the religious people didn't want to be around or thought they couldn't be around. Hmm. You know, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, or even Matthew, the tax collector. You know, these are people that you just didn't associate with. Jesus did. You know, it, and that should always be our example. Intimately. Like, yes. We you need to have. Feet. Yeah. We need to have diversity in our lives and, and truly understand what other people are experiencing and going through and realize that the world isn't just through our lens. There's so many other lenses out there. Do we realize that Jesus came in a body in a physical body, mm-hmm. right? When he was resurrected, he was resurrected in a physical body. Our salvation teaches us 
that we're going to be resurrected in a physical body. What if we're still resurrected looking exactly the same way that we do? Our bodies are incorruptible, but all of the, the features that we currently have, we have then just in a perfect manifestation and in a perfect setting. In other words, in the millennial reign where Jesus comes and he reigns here and we help him rule and reign, those of us that are in the body of Christ, I'm still a black man. You're still a white man. And Jesus still physically looks the way that he looked yeah. thousands of years ago. Right. Yeah. Hmm. How did he look? And I'm look, I'm 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 not trying to <laughs> I don't want this to go sideways, but I'm saying have we ever pictured what did Jesus really look like as a Middle Eastern man? Would we have compassion on him if we saw him by the side of the road? What if he had a turban on? You understand how like our, our education or our miseducation has taken us so far away from really knowing God. Yeah. Because we've accepted that the the imagery and the theology that we've been given yeah. as opposed to really seeking after him. He came in bodily form. We I was part of a group that was reading a book um, and in the in the in the book, um, the there were. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. One of the one of the guys, it was a black guy and a white guy like you and I are um, uh, Will Lockett and uh, Matt Ford, I think, are the other are the authors. Um, and I, I think I shared the, the book with you um, before. Yeah, um, I think familiar. it's yeah, it's like. Uh, the Dream King, I think, is the title oh, of the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it's kind of talking about racial reconciliation. So Will Lockett's, uh, he's the, this is the black man in the story. Uh, Matt, the white man, his ancestors owned Will's ancestors. True story. Wow. And they're like the best of friends. Yeah. These guys are like the best of friends hundreds of years later. But um, Will shares the story about how his ancestors weren't allowed to pray. They were given the gospel by the slave owners, mm-hmm. but they weren't allowed to pray. So they prayed underneath a kettle in, a, in the middle of a barn. They would put the kettle up on stones and they would pray so that the kettle would capture the sounds of their voices so that wow. the slave owners wouldn't come out because they weren't allowed to pray because they were taught that if they prayed, they would receive hope. And so the slave owners at that time didn't want the slaves to receive hope. They gave them the gospel because the gospel taught them how to be obedient to their masters. Right. So at some point in time, we have to I'm not saying challenge your faith. I am saying challenge your theology. Those are two totally different things because they, they couldn't read. They weren't literate. So they couldn't read the Bible for themselves. The gospel that they had, they got from people who had ill intentions of sharing that gospel they misused that gospel right right for them and that was the but yet god still worked in that situation and they still prayed and the sum of their prayers was their ancestor will meeting up with the ancestors of their oppressors and and those two are now best friends in lockstep fighting for racial reconciliation wow so we've got to challenge those things and and so i'm saying all that to say if what we received, how, how much of what we received was twisted? Mm. Got to see God for ourselves. What yeah. did Jesus look like in bodily form? I'm not saying, I'm not saying it matters because his blood was red. Right. Right. It doesn't take away from anything that he did. Um, but it, it does mean something yeah. 
when it comes to showing empathy, because if you if you can't picture Jesus looking like someone that you would not show empathy to, then that lets you know that we got some work to do in our hearts. Thank you for listening to The Reformed Perspective with Marcellus Howard and Dan Hendrickson. Music by The Revived. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook.